Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning into the show. Solo episode. My goodness, I haven't done one in such a long time. I'm getting back in the swing of things. I got a brand new recorder, digital recorder, and this is the reason why I haven't been able to record so many episodes because, as you know, I'm flying with the airlines, so that takes up about half my month. When I'm back at home, obviously taking care of the family, doing the family thing, but I also got a couple clients I'm taking care of. I'm finally embedded with a couple organizations, helping them on their leadership journey, creating these decentralized culture of leadership, and that's my passion. That's been fun, but it takes up my time. And obviously, I'm doing uh, sponsored podcasts with Equity Bank, as you hear on this show, the Equity Bank series, and that takes up time as well. But I'm on the road. I got this digital recorder. Now I can do the solo episode, so I'm back with a vengeance with force, and hopefully you're going to be hearing more about me. I'm going to try to do one a week. That's the intent. That's the goal. And uh, we'll start off with this one here. And I do have a sponsor of this show, RSM Marketing, my great friends there. They've been great supporters of this show. They've been helping me on my entrepreneurial journey as well from a marketing perspective. Are you overwhelmed with marketing like I am? I mean, I can't afford a marketing team. I'm a team of one here. Solo entrepreneur. And I get overwhelmed by those expanding marketing tactics out there. I mean, it's different than it was five years ago. My gosh, it changes all the time. And so if you're a small startup or a sole solopreneur like me or you're a large organization with thousands of employees, it doesn't matter. I want you to check out RSM Marketing because outsourced marketing department may be your solution, an OMD, if you will. You see, RSM employs dozens of specialists and experienced marketing directors, and they act as your outsourced marketing department. Companies hire RSM because of the complexity of marketing, and it's growing exponentially. As companies, we don't want to hire and manage a large team of marketing professionals. So outsourcing allows us to gain access to this full team of specialists with a flat monthly subscription rate. And that's what's beautiful about RSM marketing. And many times this cost, believe it or not, is lower than the cost of a single full-time employee. If you want to learn more, schedule a meeting with my friend Mike Schneider, managing partner at RSM. And he'll get you all the information that you need. They work hard, so they make it easy for you. RSM has been named twice to the Inc. 5000, and they operate a cost-efficient headquarters right smack dab in the middle of the United States in Wichita, Kansas. So it makes it easy to work with anybody's schedules all across the country. Dose of Leadership listeners, you can get $5,000 in additional outsourced marketing department services if you follow the link rsmconnect.com. That's rsmconnect.com slash dose of leadership. It has all the information there, all the links where you can connect with Mike and you can get started on your marketing journey. Check them out. All right, this show, solo episode, it's this concept, what I call putting the pen in the grenade. It's come up a few times working with my clients over the last seven months. And as you know, I'm passionate about and what I specialize in is helping organizations create this decentralized culture of leadership. We talk about it exclusively or or many times on the show with guests and even on solo episodes. And it's this whole idea of uh, if you're going to be effective, if you're going to scale, 
you're going to be a, an organization that can effectively deal with a chaotic situation, and let's face it, all of our businesses are chaotic. Life is chaotic. But the goal, and this is why we study leadership, is to be that composed, confident, consistent, and courageous force within that chaos. That gives you the edge. That's what we're trying to do. Now, to do that, to create this culture, it demands that the middle and below, and I'm specifically talking about you middle managers, if you're in the middle of an organization, if you're in the middle and below, you really are the engine of the organization. Don't discount the influence that you have in your organization. Yes, leadership starts at the top, no doubt about it. But the middle and below are the ones that get it across the goal line. Leadership starts at the top. Leadership demands at, the t- at all levels, demands that we set the example, that we're always trying to uh, be that composed force. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a messy, complicated mess at times. But what I'm trying to get, you remember, the, the, the power is in that middle and below is if they feel empowered, if they are empowered, to make decisions without asking for permission. It's creating this culture of asking for forgiveness instead of permission. That scares a lot of people. It scares a lot of CEOs and people and above. But remember what we're trying to do. We're trying to scale. We're trying to get things done with more with less. We're trying to be adaptive. So we're trying to support those customer-facing roles, the people that have eyes on opportunities, Eyes on the customers, hands on the customers. We want them to feel empowered to make decisions, to support, and this is key, to support the intent of the business. Because it's two parts, right? The middle and below focuses on how they're going to get it done, but they can't focus on how they're going to get it done unless they know what they're trying to accomplish and why they're trying to accomplish it. And that's the role of the senior leader. What are we trying to accomplish and why? So the senior leaders, their main focus is communicating, maniacally, maniacally communicating. You cannot over-communicate what you're trying to accomplish and why. This is where we're going. This is why we're going that way. This is where we're going. This is why we're going that way. That is the key role of the senior leaders. If the middle and below has that, then they're off to the races. If the middle and below has that what and the why, then the middle and below can start carrying out courageously the intent of the organization. And that's what we mean by that. That's what we're trying to create. What I see a lot of times is the middle and below says, yes, I don't want to be micromanaged. Everybody says that. I don't want to be micromanaged. I want to be empowered. Well, make sure that you do because I'm telling you, a lot of times we're excited about creating this culture in the middle and below. They get the empowerment and they're still stagnant. They're still frozen. I understand why. I get it. It's because we're not used to having it. And particularly in organizations that are in transition as we went from a startup, now we're growing and we're trying to scale. That's just normal for people to deal with that transition. You know, you can't just overnight expect people um, who haven't been empowered to all of a sudden embrace it. There are a few. There are that, that handful that do do it. But by and large, a lot of times people have to ease into this empowerment piece. And so I really am speaking to you middle and below, to you middle managers and below. Those of you that are the engine of the organization. Number one, I want you to embrace that empowerment. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to you know, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Take that chance. Take that risk. Yes, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to do that. But there's this concept where you can make the most bang for your buck, where you can really start to move the culture needle, as if the middle and below can embrace this idea of what I call putting the pin in the grenade. And what do I mean by that? Well, in every organization, you're always going to see it. We've all been there, right? 
we've all been in situations in an organization where we're trying to, you know, get through this empowerment idea. Yeah, I feel empowered. I'm, I'm going to make these decisions. And all of a sudden, here comes a senior leader. Here comes a VP. Here comes a CEO, somebody who has a tremendous amount of positional authority. And just by the mere fact of them walking in the room can change the whole dynamics of the situation, right? It's just the way it is. I mean, if I'm a sergeant in the Marine Corps and the general walks in, it, things are going to be different, right? So a couple things. The senior leader needs to be aware of that positional authority, needs to be aware of their presence. It may seem strange to them, but just the mere fact that you have that positional authority and title can change the dynamic. So you got to be cognizant of that. But it is what it is, right? People are going to act different when the general walks in the room. It's just the way it is. So... We know that that's the fact and the reality, but when I talk about these grenades, they're perceived grenades, right? Literally, obviously, these aren't literal grenades, but they're perceived grenades. And usually the middle and below perceives them as grenades. The senior leaders, I would contend nine times out of ten, don't realize they're throwing a grenade. Now, they may insert themselves because they feel like and they have a right to do it. They have a right to insert themselves in the organization where they see fit, where they think they can add value. Um, hopefully it's not overbearing, uh, and hopefully it's not micromanaging, but it is what it is. If I am a VP, if I'm a CEO, I'm going to insert myself where I think things are needed. As the senior leader, I may not perceive that as throwing a grenade. And I can guarantee you, I don't look at it as a grenade because I'm never going in there trying to intent to hurt, maim, or kill this process. Maybe there's an occasion I am trying to stop it, but nine times out of 10, I'm inserting myself because I think I'm adding value. I think I'm helping. I may or may not. That's not the point of this conversation. But the, the point is I'm trying to make is the thrower of the perceived grenade usually doesn't know they're throwing a grenade. The receivers, however, tend to receive it and view it as a grenade because it's disrupting what they're trying to do. Now, how you respond to that perceived grenade being thrown is what I'm trying to get across here. Because nine times out of 10, what I see are people running, what, what do you do when a grenade's thrown? They literally run for their lives, right? And they deflect or they give it to somebody else because they don't want it exploding in their face. They don't want to deal with the shrapnel and the after effects. That's the wrong solution. Every now and then, you'll see a hero that jumps up and jumps on the grenade and takes one for the team. That's not necessarily the best thing either in this analogy. What I want you to do, and listen close to me, if you're middle and below, this is, the, this is where you make the most bang for the buck for an organization. This is where you effectively are leading up and leading across and leading down and helping the organization create this culture of a decentralized leadership. When the next literal or the figurative grenade is thrown, perceived grenade is thrown, I want you to stand there and sit there in a composed manner and watch it spin around. And effectively, I want, want you with courage and calmness and composure to pick it up and put the pen in and say, yes, sir. Yes, madam. I see this is important. What do you want me to do with this? And that stops the perceived chaos. It does a whole host of things when you do that. You as the middle leader, 
influencer in the organization, it helps me, the senior leader, to become a better leader. It helps me in the communication. It helps me. You're extracting the intent from me. Does that make sense? So instead of just running away from the perceived grenade, instead of diving on the grenade, you're picking it up, you're putting the pin in, you're looking at me, and we're having a conversation, and you're extracting the intent from me. You're helping me, the senior leader, become a better leader. Does that make sense? If I'm the senior leader, hopefully the next time I'll be more cognizant and more aware if and when I'm throwing a grenade, a perceived grenade, right? I love that example because it it highlights the importance of you, the middle manager and below, how much influence you have in an organization on helping the senior leaders to become a better leader in taking care of your folks, making sure the grenade doesn't throw up and disrupt everything, right? Now that grenade that I through that you perceive may be extremely important. It could change the priority trajectory to what we're working on. It, it could be that important, and that's what we're trying to find out. So instead of reacting to the situation and just reacting to what the positional authority figure has inserted themselves into, we're having the conversation. We're extracting the intent, and we're regaging against Uh, all the priorities that we already have set in motion because it may be the most important thing. Does that make sense? If you're in the middle of them below and you're saying, well, I came in because the boss said this and the boss is ranting and raving because I said so and this is more important than that and this and that. Look, senior leaders are going to insert themselves. They have a right to insert themselves. But you have an obligation. It's not your right to challenge. It's your obligation it's your obligation to pick up that little, that figurative grenade, put the pen in, and ask, I know this is important to you, sir, obviously because you wouldn't have thrown it. What do you want me to do with this? Why is this important? That will change the culture needle faster than anything else. It will change it faster than changing all the personality types of your senior leaders. It will change it faster than... Uh, you know, changing your product. I mean, it, it, it is so powerful. I've seen it time and time again. And that's my challenge to you if you're listening to this. If you are at the middle and below, I'm challenging you. Find those times when the grenades are thrown. Don't dive on it. Don't run away from it. Calmly pick it up and put the pin in and start extracting the intent. Asking why. It is your biggest and most powerful arrow in your quiver. And it's central if we're going to create this culture of decentralized leadership. It is a game changer. All right, let me know what you think about this episode. Reach out to me at doseofleadership.com, fill out the contact form, or richard at doseofleadership.com. Send me an email. I will respond. I promise you I answer all my emails. It may take me a while to get to it, but I will personally either call you or answer the emails. Let me know where you're at in your journey. If you're needing somebody to be that arrow in your quiver to help change that culture of leadership in your organization, I'm your guy. I'm an expert at this. I'm passionate about this. You can insert me. I can be embedded. And I guarantee you, I will get people to start looking at things differently than you ever have done before. And this is what I'm put on this planet to do. So reach out to me and uh, we'll see what we can do for your organization. All right. Thanks for being a listener of the show. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Until next time, we'll see you on the next solo episode. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big- 